I'm so glad that you're here. You are listening to What the Fuck Did She Just Say? with your host, that's me, Sandra Priestley. I'm all about living our best life and finding our zone of brilliance and then removing the resistance so that we can go all in. I say random crazy shit, which is why I called this podcast the way that I did, and I really hate long, drawn-out intros, so let's fucking go. I had such a great coaching call this week with a client of mine, and she was saying that she recently had her human design analysis done, and she was told that she was a projector with a splenic authority. And we talked about what that meant for her. Now I don't do human design. So it's not like I'm going to be assessing in it. I think that there's a lot of really cool things that are out there. That's not one of them that I do. I think it's interesting. And um, it really does help you to kind of understand a little bit about you. And so we have this really great discussion. Um, I have also had my human design read. And if you're interested in doing this, I will put the link in the show notes um, to a free online analysis that you can get. And it's really just interesting. What I found for myself and what she found as well was once you input like your place of birth, the time of birth, um, I think that's all you have to do. I can't remember. But once you place all of this into this chart, um, it really tells you a lot about yourself. Now, if you don't know anything about human design, I'm just reading off a website here. Human design is uh, a logical system that brings together principles of the I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, Hindu Brahmin, chakra system, and quantum physics. Your human design chart is also called a body graph. It's calculated, oh, it's calculated using your birth date, time and place to reveal your genetic design. Now, side note, I read on the person who developed this system and it literally just like downloaded on him all at once. Like, can you imagine downloading all of this information? Like God just gave it to him as a gift and for it to be such a powerful thing. Like you'll see if you do, if you do enter your stats into this, um, into this website, you'll see how specific it is. Oh my gosh. Like it just, and it just makes so much sense, but it's like so wild that he would just like have to just be a normal average person and have this like amazing information just downloaded to him. And he just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And there you've got it. Human design. Anyway. Um, so when I have my human design read, I'm a manifesting generator with emotional authority, by the way, and six, two profile. And I always forget what that means, but <laughs> In the moments that, or in the time where I had it read, I I filled it out. I got a sort of like generic response back. And um, then I had a reading done by a human design expert. 
I really felt like it just made sense to me, but it wasn't mind fucking blowing. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't something that I thought, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. I need to change completely who I am. I feel as though when you, when you read your human design, you're just like, oh yeah, that's totally me. Oh, that's totally me. Yeah. This makes sense. This is exactly the way I like to learn. This is exactly the way I like to do things. And yes, I can totally tell where I try to go against my human design, that it can cause me problems. But I know this about me it's already anyway. And that's truly how I see it. It's like a confirmation of shit you already knew. Um, and sometimes just that knowledge allows you the grace to really step into what you know and and use that information for the betterment. And here's where I think sometimes things like this go wrong. And I'm not just talking about human design. I'm not shitting on human designs. Don't come at me for it. Um, But I think in general, with any sort of analysis about you, any sort of, you know, like the Enneagram or no matter what it is, even if it's a diagnosis of a mental health condition or a diagnosis of a learning disability, I've had so many conversations about this this week that it just feels like it's coming up for some reason and I need to speak about it. Um, In this week, I had a conversation with a friend about someone that she knows and who is recently diagnosed with PTSD. And then I often have conversations and discussions about learning disabilities and diagnoses of learning disabilities. For those of you who know me, know a little bit about my story. My husband and I both have dyslexia. And what that means is it is genetically like 100% said to be 100%. All of our children would also have dyslexia. Oh, go figure. Both of them do. But um, so initially, I mean, when I first came out of university, I was working for a clinic with uh, a clinic who diagnosed and tutored students with learning disabilities. So I knew, I knew, I knew what to look for. I could see it in my son. I knew that the likelihood was hundred percent. So it's not a fucking shocker, but at the same time, I did not die. I did not get him diagnosed. The reason being, I did not want him labeled. I did not want for him to be diagnosed and have someone else's ill-informed thoughts, beliefs, ideas, or ignorance to be placed upon him. I did not want him to be quote unquote pigeonholed into this um, place where someone looked at him and thought he's dyslexic, he can't. I fucking hate that shit. And so I didn't get him to assess what I should have probably done was just paid for it myself. I ended up doing that anyway when I had struggle or when I was um, arguing with the school. And I did so when he was in grade 12 and I diagnosed, I had my daughter diagnosed when she was in grade 11. What I know to be true though, is that often 
when we see, when we get a diagnosis, sometimes people's own beliefs place restrictions on us and we have to fight against them. Are sometimes their thoughts about what that means is something we have to fight against. They're, they're the stereotype or what they believe that stereotype is. And I'll give you an example in a bit. And a lot of times we don't see it as an empowering thing, but rather we see it as an excuse, an excuse or a rationale. And I think this bears to be spoken about because too often, I see this all the time, right? This like, well, he can't because he has dyslexia. Bullshit. Or it's tougher for him because he has ADHD. Or, well, she has major depressive disorder. So she's never going to be able to do this. He has PTSD. So he really shouldn't be in crowds. My human design is to respond. So I really shouldn't ever be in a situation where I create stuff. I, I gotta I gotta respond to stuff. So I've just gotta like, you know, wait for someone to talk to me and then I can respond and then I'm fucking brilliant. But like I'm not a creator, so I'm not even gonna try. We do this all the time. We sit and we either fight against someone else's fight against a stereotype fight against someone else's belief on what we can or cannot do based on our diagnosis. Or we sit and we allow our own fucking excuses because of the diagnosis. My husband and I have this discussion all the time about ADHD. And often I'm like... (laughs) I'm saying, well, yes, but he has ADHD, so this will be tough for him. And my husband will be like, I don't believe in, like, you know, he's the one that's like, diagnosis are bad. And I used to believe this too, diagnosis are bad. Like, you know, that's just an excuse. And that may, like, he just has to work harder. He has to do something different. And, And I think this is really important to know. I believe diagnoses are good. Currently, I believe diagnoses are good or labels are good. Not for anyone else. I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. But I do care about an understanding. Like once you see, okay, this, let's say it's I I did an online diagnosis or an online tool that said that I had severe ADHD. And what was interesting was I don't, feel that I have ADHD. Like I don't, I mean, unless, unless you watch me trying to clean my hose, cause then I totally have ADHD. Like it's like fucking disastrous. I will go into the bathroom in order to clean the bathroom and I'll see something in the bathroom that needs to be in the living room. So I'll pick it up. I'll leave what I'm doing, like drop, stop, drop and roll what I'm doing. Pick up that thing, take it into the living room, get into the living room going, oh shit, I should really vacuum in here. Go grab the vacuum, start vacuuming. Oh, here's a sock. Let me take that downstairs. I mean, it's pretty awful. Um, but it's funny because when I do get distracted or when I, when I say something wrong, I can go, holy shit, dyslexic day to day, and then just move on. I understand that this is maybe, I'm not going to 
be wanting to read books. But I'm and and I'm also then knowing that writing out a speech and preparing it that way and then reading it not going to be my zone of fucking brilliance. To me, a diagnosis or a label like that, it's just knowledge. When we can understand where we are, like what the diagnosis is, then we can know, okay, this is going to be tougher and this is going to be easier. Let's just fucking go the easier route. With with my son, um, he has three learning disabilities. And so when he's in university classes, he has an accommodation where he can uh, record lectures. And at the U of A, they have the most amazing thing. It's called Glean, G-L-E-A-N. It's an app and he can download it onto his computer and he can just click record. And it's, it's an accommodation, like not everyone can have it. And it is University of Alberta software or they have, they have, I don't know. They have like the licensing or something with it. And so he has an accommodation that he can just record the lecture and it'll help him so that he doesn't have to sit and determine what is important. He doesn't have to try to hyper-focus on what is being said and trying to figure out what do I need to say, what is important here. He is like, um, and he can do that while he's online, while it's already printing out, he can take out superfluous stuff. He can take out stuff that doesn't matter. He can highlight or you know, uh, highlight the stuff that is really important during the lecture. It is the best the best way to take notes, like, wow. So if you know, and I mean, using that, his marks went through the roof. His marks went through the roof. Because he didn't have to sit and and also um, much less pressure and much less stress on him while he's in a classroom. And this is what I want you to know. If you're going to use like a label, use it in an empowering way. Use it in a way that is like, oh, just like human design. Wow, this is typical for this type of thing. This makes so much sense for me. How can I use this knowledge and do better? That is the most empowering state ever. So whether it's in business, in business, this is what we try to do. We try to learn everything. And this is what I'm probably intuitively best at. But try to figure out what do you like to do? What do you do with ease? And how can we create your business to just be ease and flow? Instead of bashing your head against the same fucking wall every single day because it's not what you feel like you're in alignment with. It's not who you are. How can we do more of what feels like flow and less what you have to force? That is the power of a label. It's knowledge. And then we push that aside and we look at where the strengths are. That's the magic. 
so much for listening. I hope you've had some laughs, maybe some ideas, and that you've been inspired to take some type of action toward the life you've always dreamed of. If you feel so called, I would love it if you would share with your besties and leave a review down below. I look forward to bringing you along on this journey and I will see you in the next episode.